Well, hello everybody. Gary Taylor here with yours truly, David Rocker. Yep, yep. The man, the myth, the legend. We are here today to talk about mental health. We got some very special friends here on the show. Mm -hmm. Get ready because we're about to get deep, deep, below the gum line deep. Talking about mental health right here on the Eagles View Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Full house today. Full house. Love it. Always Love faithful. Yeah. Always faithful. <laughs> D-Rock, we are here today with some very special people, Curtis yes. and Pam Todd. Mm -hmm. They are from Just In Time Behavioral Services, yeah. LLC. And ladies and gentlemen, of course you know we're dealing with this uh, issue in our community like never before as it relates to mental health. And so, Well, it's, it's a trending topic. It so. is. It is. It is. Yeah. But in our culture, a lot of times we don't like to talk about right this subject matter mm -hmm. but in this this age that we live in now right. it's, it's affecting our children um well it's affecting everything of, on so many different levels on so I many mean, different you're levels. seeing a lot yeah. of people being able to speak out on it now exactly of addressing it and hopefully to get to a point that it can be I, i'll say mainstream you know the same yeah. way that we can deal with so many i mean we have red ribbon week in mm -hmm. dealing with drugs and things like that i yeah. think it's one of those things once we, that we can really get to the point on understanding that mental health is a serious issue. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get started. Well, again, we have Curtis and Pam Todd here. Um, what started you all? And what were you doing before you started this whole uh, LLC of Just-in-Time Behavioral Services? What were you all doing before then? Um, we had a foster care and adoption agency, mm. and we ran that for seven years. But we saw the need was greater on the behavioral health side mm -hmm. because a lot of our children came into care, experienced trauma, mm -hmm. um, be it um, being diagnosed with um, a disorder or withdrawing, um, displaying disruptive behaviors. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the foster parents, as well as the defects workers, didn't know how to deal with that. Wow. So, of course, they're labeled as bad hmm. um, or they're kept back in school or placed in special ed and they didn't receive the services that were needed. Wow. Um, so we decided that the need is greater on the other side. Hmm. Plus, um, during the foster care uh, endeavor, we started seeing a lot of behaviors on top of behaviors coming in. And as uh, Pam was saying, foster parents couldn't handle that. Mm -hmm. So rather than somebody coming in just behaving badly, we saw a lot of conduct disorder, mm -hmm. intermittent explosive disorder where that kid can go from zero to 60 in the right. drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of emotional issues coming in because children will become what you tell them. Mm. So wow. be careful with that. That's heavy right there. Wow. Already. Wow. Children become what you tell them. So what we say to them, in their formative years, can really impact the rest of their lives. So wow. you all move from the foster side, and you say you come over to, I'll just say, to the other side, because you saw a greater need. Yes. And you start seeing some, uh, some of the trauma. So what are some of the things that you do in the sense of when a kid comes into your program? What, it, do, you, what do you actually do with that child? So initially when they come in, we will assess them. Okay. Uh, we will get a referral from the state. Um, they will have a list of things, but we also want to assess them because mm -hmm. 
um, they may miss things. Mm -hmm. So we assess them to see where the need is. Once we assess them, we know what the need is, and then we will move forward. We, we will do um, in-home therapy, mm -hmm. in-home case management. Uh, we will do family counseling, mm -hmm. um, individual. Um, if it's a sibling, mm -hmm. we will do sibling counseling. Behavior management. Oh, okay. Be mm -hmm. Behavior management. We also will do anger management. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also, at times, if needed, will do some trauma-informed training as well. Why do you all think it has been, I'll say, heightened now mm -hmm. in a sense of people really talking about mental health? Because it was a time when mm -hmm. you don't really talk about it and mm -hmm. you just even kept quiet when you went to counseling. Why do you think now that it's so mainstream, like people saying, no, this is a serious issue and this needs to be talked about, dealt with? What do you think has brought that about that is in the forefront now? I think, uh, well, we're going to go back. I'm a Gen Xer. You okay. can talk about mental health. You right. ran it off. <laughs> <laughs> right, out, yeah. We give you something right. to do. So right. that was like a taboo subject. Mm -hmm. I'll say, me personally, I started noticing probably in the late 80s, early 90s, we started hearing the term ADHD. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. started hearing, we're going to treat that with a Ritalin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so then we started seeing other diagnoses come out. Okay, mm -hmm. and then probably I, I'll say COVID had a big impact mm. on mental health. Okay, because okay. if you're used to being out in the community mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're locked up, yeah, you're isolated. Oh, and and your yeah. mindset will change, and yes. so will your habits. Wow, man, that's wow. interesting. Wow. Yeah. So so how do you all? I know you talked about earlier behavioral um, issues. But are there anything else that comes up for a parent to be able to say, okay, I think my child may have mental health issues. Uh, let's start with the parent and the child or the teenager, mm -hmm. and then let's move to the next level of relationships. Um, how, do you, how do you deal with that? How, how does a parent be able to identify when there may be some mental health issues? What are some of the telltale signs of that? Change in behavior. Mm. If your child is an upbeat child and all of a sudden they're isolating themselves, they want to stay in the room, they want to be by themselves, or if you have an introvert and all of a sudden they're just out in the world free. Mm. Um, those are signs that you need to look at. Anything that a parent can see that there's a change in their child's normal behavior. Mm -hmm. It could also involve triggers. You have to know your child. Mm. Okay. You mm. have to know what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. If Johnny's walking around the house slamming doors and breaking stuff every day, that's a problem. Mm. Yeah. Because we have to unpack that and we have to go deeper. Uh, Pam was indicating when we get the referrals from the state mm -hmm. and we do our own assessments because sometimes there may be a misdiagnosis. Mm. And then by us doing an assessment, we can unpack it, get down deeper, and find out what's really going on. Right. Now, I've worked in the school system, mm -hmm. and one of the things that I've noticed, like if a child has been um, out there, you know, mm -hmm. assessed or diagnosed, uh, a lot of times you'll find a parent is in denial. Mm -hmm. What brings that about in the sense of, <laughs> I mean, Curtis is in here laughing in the yeah, studio, yeah, but yeah. but a lot of time, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about yeah, it. I'm just trying yeah. to figure out why, yeah. what what keeps that parent in that place of denial when it's like, okay, he's tearing up the whole school. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why is that parent like, well, you all are provoking him or yes. whatever? Yes. It's, it's shame. I mm. So I'm 
a school social worker at a charter school, mm. and I, I just go one, two days a week. Mm-hmm. A fifth grader um, met with her, asked her, Did, you know, you ever thought about hurting yourself? Yeah. I said, when? Yesterday. Okay. Mm. Wow. And what does that look like? Do you have a plan? She had a plan. She had it laid out. Mm. Um, fifth grader. Fifth. Fifth. Wow. Mom is called because, of course, we have to call the crisis mobile unit. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to really get her assessed and she got to be hospitalized. Right. Um, Mom and grandma went off on me. Wow. And said there was nothing wrong with her. And we're just sitting there like. They want to just normalize it, right? They want to normalize yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. So they, you know, they went off on me saying I shouldn't have called, you know, the crisis mobile unit. Mm. And I shouldn't have done this and this. and. Right. Uh, you know, and like you, I'm just like, why are you in denial? Right. Well, and let me add, what parents seem to forget is that we in the social services, we're mandated reporters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to address these issues. Right. If you're in that parking lot wailing on little Jimmy in Walmart now, be careful because they got cameras everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Then as a mandated reporter, I'm not going to jump in. I'm going to call 5-0. Right. But, uh, you know, because that child safety is my concern. Right. We see a lot of parents, as Pam was saying, in denial or they don't know. Mm. They just don't, don't know. know. Something wrong with him. He must be, you know, going just having a moment right yeah. now when it's really something, yeah. really something, really something wrong. So once a, a kid is, is diagnosed and like mm-hmm. you're saying you do therapy and you're saying mm-hmm. you'll do in home therapy, mm-hmm. is it a certain time frame as long as it lasts? I mean, what are you looking for the signs to say they're better now or is this something that continues forever? Well, we if we get a referral from the state, like um, I stated earlier, we have a contract with DJJ. They will give you it like six months. Mm-hmm. So if we feel that we need more time, we just ask them for an extension. Okay. Plus, we have to complete progress notes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So everything has to be documented because if it's not documented, it didn't happen. Okay. So do you think that sometime that another reason why going back to the parent that's in denial, do you think that a major player can be embarrassment? Yes. Because now yes. You, what you're saying is I'm a bad yes. parent mm-hmm. because this little girl or this little boy is acting. And I'm not a bad parent. I don't care what y'all yes. say. Right. Because if we start going down that road, mm-hmm. then you all have to start digging into me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to, y'all ain't going to be all up in my business like that because I'm not a bad parent. Do you think that that plays yes. a major role to embarrassment? Yes. yes. That okay. does. And then... There are some issues with parents that you just touched on that they need to be involved with that child in terms of therapy. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if this child is going to therapy and then he's still receiving the same disparate treatment at home, mm. how's that gonna work? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, and some parents are like, well, I don't need them getting in all of my business. Well, maybe right. there's something you didn't deal with wow. 15, 20 years ago. Now and now it's being passed off onto the child. Mm-hmm. So, do y'all think a lot of trauma today with the kids is? I mean, because now. I guess it's that part that you have to distinguish. Is it one of those things like, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. You know, you hear something go, going wrong, you're thinking, is the child kind of off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Curtis, you mentioned earlier, well, it, it's those things that are being spoken mm-hmm. by the parent. Mm-hmm. Is it really something's going, something that's going on mentally, actually kind of off with that child? Or is it really something in a sense of a trauma that happened to the parent and is really being passed down and that's what's being magnified now? It can be. It can be a combination of environmental factors okay, and emotional factors, mm-hmm. physical factors. Right. So it just depends on what, for, for example, 
Maybe that child has been yelled at 24-7. You ain't no good. You right. just like, like uh, the mother did in uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And so when that child gets chastised, that child's going to internalize that. Mm. And then we're going to start seeing some behaviors come out. Just mm. because you said that, because you was mad at baby daddy, gotcha. but you're taking it out on me. Wow. Mm. Wow. So when we see that in a lot of children aren't willing to come forth with that trauma. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you what's going on, but they won't really get into and we have to this is where we have to i won't say pull it out but create a comfortable environment so you Mm. can talk so as much as a lot of times you're dealing with a child with 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 mental issues Mm -hmm. you can find out that it's also the parents Mm -hmm. that are dealing with Mm -hmm. issues too so it's kind of yeah i mean it's layered and that's one of the things that's causing that is very interesting and i can see that being uh being very true you know, in, in a sense, because I think all of us, and like you said, being mm-hmm. from a different generation, mm-hmm. I think we came from a generation without, you know, all of our parents did, you know, we would say overall mm-hmm. did great job parenting, but they would say some stuff. <laughs> they would say know, some that, stuff. That, that would register. They, 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 you know, if they right. said it nowadays, right. boy. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that, that would register. And mm-hmm. you, like you're saying, it can affect you in a positive or yeah. negative, negative way. And I think we would, as they say, um, this generation is just built mm-hmm. different, it you is. know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think by them being more isolated, mm-hmm. and when I say isolated, I'm not just saying isolated in a way of from a COVID mm-hmm. situation, which was very difficult. But I really think it is. It's one of those things that kids stay indoors mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. so they don't even have much more uh, a more of a uh, social group that we had. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because you still had. I mean, me coming out of sports. Your parents can say something off the wall to you, but you at least had your boys who you could go exactly. by and they could build up your confidence again. You know what I'm so my mama, mama said the same crazy. thing. My mama called me crazy, crazy too. I'm not crazy. My boys just told me I'm smart. You know, so you embrace that. But if you don't have that, you know, group to reinforce mm-hmm. that, I can see how that can be um, very challenging yeah. in a sense of of um, of that. So, what would y'all say to to someone who's listening to the show and they feel like I need to get in contact with them, far as get my child assessed or Mm -hmm. what needs to be the first step they need to take? Well, I'm going to say this. uh, Know your child, number one. Okay. I know parenting. I didn't get a memo. Okay. There's no memo out there. (laughs) However, you have to take a vested interest Mm. in your child. And if that child comes to you saying, hey, uh, especially I'm hearing voices, Mm. yeah, we need to do something. We need to address that right away instead Mm. of dismissing it. Because the minute you dismiss it, wow, that's when they wake up with a Colombian necktie in the morning. Mm. Wow! So, mm-hmm. um, also, go a little bit further on that when you say Colombian necktie, because people just be listening. Tell me, I didn't know Colombia had a necktie. <laughs> yeah, what color is it? It would be uh, a, a murderous intent, right? If you will, yeah. that mm-hmm. Colombian necktie, cut yeah. your throat, pull your tongue, right? But also, I wanted to mention because we were talking about it the last time medication mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. parents are embarrassed about that or they're not giving the children medication mm. if you're not a psych be a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a pharmacologist and that child requires medication they need it mm. they need it and i think some of i, I think some of uh, some of the issues with that can be that some of the medications make the children like zombies yeah, yeah. you know and if a parent sees that Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, I'm not going to give them that anymore because they're walking around just in a zombie mind mm-hmm. uh, activity. And I don't like that. So they end up taking them off. If they went that route, they end up taking them off. And now we're back to square one all over again. So if that is indeed the situation, how do they how do they deal with that? But just like 
any kind of medication, just like you mentioned earlier, you go to your doctor, they put you on medication, they're going to try different medications to figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. And it's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. They're going to try different medications to see which one is a fit. Mm. So the first one, right, you may be like, oh, my God, my child is acting like a zombie, mm -hmm. not functioning well. Mm -hmm. They're trying different medications. Okay. So you have to try different medications to see which one fits. fits. And a good. lot of times, uh, I'm going to give you an example. I was assessing a young lady, and she had borderline personality disorder, mm. along with conduct disorder. So she had to be in a uh, secure facility mm -hmm. okay. because she was a danger to the community. The medication that they had given her caused her to gain like 90 pounds. Wow. And she was very lethargic. She couldn't, you know, mm. function in school and the grades start dropping. On the same token, if that medication had been taken away and it was just therapy, mm -hmm. you still going to have a problem. Mm. So yeah. to me, a balance gotcha. of medication and therapy, because years ago, I'm not going to name the county, but it was discovered that there was this one uh, physician that was prescribing primarily African-American adolescents, mm. Ritalin. Mm. Come yeah. in, diagnose, all of a sudden, Ritalin. Uh, Everybody's on yeah. Ritalin. Yeah. Mm. Foster parent got smart with that and was like, well, wait a minute, why? You know, because every time we go, right. opened up an investigation, mm -hmm. scratch a, what did they say, uh, scratch a lie, find a thief. Mm -hmm. He lost his license. Wow. Mm. Wow. Because people think that it's just a, a miracle pill, but it's not. Right. You have to work with that as well. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's key. Some of those uh, anti-psychotic uh, drugs mm. are, uh, you ever seen what 500 milligrams of Thorazine can do to somebody? Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. So now let's transition very quickly. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are listening, if you want to get more information to, uh, from these wonderful people, Curtis and Todd, I mean, Curtis and Todd. <laughs> Curtis Todd and Pam Todd. Okay. Call worse. <laughs> it's www.justintimebehavioralservicesllc.org. Uh, you can get that more information from them. I want to transition real quickly into um, relationships mm -hmm. uh, where you have two people that are together and they're grown, they're adults. Mm -hmm. And how is it the same way with them? as it relates to how can you tell where some of the telltale signs when they are experiencing a mental breakdown mm -hmm. or they got uh, mental health issues, is it the same thing? Or because they're adults, some of it may be slightly different. How can an adult tell what my girlfriend, my boyfriend, or my significant other, I think they got mental health issues and here are the reasons why. What were some of those reasons why? I know it's not cookie cutter answer mm -hmm. for everybody, but some of the major, if I can say that, telltale signs. I want to use this example. I have a friend of mine who will be na who will remain nameless. Uh, he's been married. Uh, his he and his spouse fourteen years. I know exactly who you're talking about. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> while he looks over this yeah, side I mean, of the studio. Exactly about. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, there was a mental health issue in which they had an argument, and then um, she ends up stabbing the pillow wow mm. and he comes into the room and you see pillow you know stab marks in your pillow that's a problem right so or you may have a uh, you know adults that will withdraw mm -hmm. go into a depression don't feel like doing anything um you may have some uh, adults that uh, may self-medicate mm. 
mm-hmm. on top of their diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So they may be taking that psychotropic medication and drinking that Jim Beam at the same time. Mm. And then that and can contribute to, or in drugs, mm. that can contribute to a, a psychotic episode or a psychotic mm-hmm. break. Okay, okay, great, 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 okay. Well, yes. Um, so, uh, it, you know, it, and, and people can react in different ways. It could be stressful. Maybe mm-hmm. something is stress-induced to where, mm-hmm. you know, you just lost everything, and now it just takes you over the edge. You know, you, you, you don't have a positive attitude. There's some other things that are getting on you. You can't figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. And if it's couples, you need to know, just like with your children, if you have children, you need to know your partner's triggers. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, yeah. and if you know that your partner has an issue with substance abuse and they're supposed to be taking medication and then they're out there drinking, mm. you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, a big problem. definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, this has been an awesome time today with Curtis and Pam. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, reach out to them at Just In Time Behavioral Services, LLC. Uh, their website is www.com. Just in Time Behavioral Services, LLC.org. Reach out to them so they can give you some help so you can start viewing life from a higher perspective.